Father God, we we thank you for this morning. Lord God Almighty, we lift you up in our minds with our souls and our spirits. We say you are God and the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We come before you, O oh Father God, to be taught by you that Lord God Almighty, our lives may be what you want them to be. Devoted to you and carrying out what you want us to do. Lord, we open our hearts to you and ask that the seed that you plant in our hearts today will grow and bear fruit. Fruit that will affect and transform our own lives and also those we come into contact with. Let our lives be shining lights, O oh God, in whichever corner we find ourselves. May we influence, O oh God, and not be influenced by the world. May we carry your light, O oh God, to the world. And not let our lights be dimmed by the world. May our lives be a testimony of your word. And witnesses of Jesus Christ our Lord. Father let your Holy Spirit himself energize us O God. To be the kinds of children that you have called unto yourself. We thank you once more for the privilege of being called the sons of God. We bless you and magnify your holy name in the matchless name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Let's give God a shout. Yes, yes, yes. I want to share a few things with us today. Really a reminder of things we already know. And we'll take for our scripture reading today, Ezekiel chapter 33, reading from verse 1 through 9. Let us hear the word of God. And again the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, speak to the children thy people, and say unto them, 
When I bring the sword upon a land, if the people of the land take a man of their coasts and set him for their watchman, if when he sees the sword come upon the land, he blows the trumpet and warn the people, then whosoever heareth the sound of the trumpet and taketh not warning, if the sword come and take him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet and took not warning. His blood shall be upon him. But he that taketh warning shall deliver his soul. But if the watchman see the sword come, and blow not the trumpet, and the people be not warned, if the sword come, and take any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at the watchman's hand. So thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman upon the house of Israel. Therefore shall thou hear the word at my mouth and warn them from me. When I say unto the wicked, O wicked man, thou shalt surely die if thou dost not speak to warn the wicked from his way. That wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Nevertheless, if thou warn the wicked of his way to turn from it, if he do not turn his way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou shalt but thou hast delivered thy soul. Hallelujah. Brightly beams our Father's mercy from his life house evermore unto us he gives the keeping of the light along the shore let the low one lights be burning Send a glimpse across the way. Some poor fainting, struggling seaman, you may rescue, you may save. 
the lighthouse and that the lighthouse must keep its lights burning what does a lighthouse do a lighthouse shines its light on the coast to prevent ships from running aground when they are sailing when it is dark they cannot see the captains of the ship cannot see. They depend on the lighthouse to navigate safely along the coast. There are many people today and the sea is likened to people walking around and living their lives. Many of them do not know God. Some who know God do not believe in God being born again. They live their own lives. They are lost. And we are the lighthouse. To show them the way to bring them to God. If the light goes out, they get lost. What is the condition of the light in the lighthouse? Are we shining so people will not get lost? We are to rescue the perishing and care for the dying. Jesus is ready to accept everybody. How are we going about getting people to know God? You see, things are gradually coming to a close in this world. When you see history from the creation to today, you realize many, many things are happening that suggest that the world is coming to an end. People are dying and going to hell because they have not received salvation. So there are two things. One is that the world is coming to an end and if Christ should come now, they will not have any opportunity to get saved anymore. The other is also that when somebody dies, all of the opportunities are gone. So there is an agency for us to bring people into the kingdom of God before they die. The return of Jesus Christ is coming. Hallelujah. The return of Christ is coming. What are we doing to the lost or for the lost? Hallelujah. What are we doing for the lost? Who are heading straight to hell. What are we doing? Christianity has become just about getting rich. 
just being comfortable and prosperous. Yes, those things come to the Christian because he's a child of God. But there is an imperative. The imperative is that we go out and preach the gospel. Hallelujah. How many people this year so far have invited somebody to church? What we read in Ezekiel suggests to us that if God should tell us to go out and preach the gospel and we refuse to do it, the person's life is required of us. Even though there are privileges of being a child of God, there are also obligations on us to go out and preach the gospel. Go out and rescue the perishing. As we said, time is flying by. The prophecies in Daniel chapter 2, the prophecies in Revelation, and all of the other prophecies that are pointing to the close of the age have been fulfilled or many of them have been fulfilled. We have had the Medo-Persian Empire. We have had the Grecian Empire. We have had the Roman Empire. We are now getting into, or indeed some have suggested that we are already in the revised Roman Empire and things are happening and coming to when Christ will come after the Antichrist takes over the revised Grecian Empire. When the Antichrist comes, then Christ will come and defeat him. There are certain things that would happen before Christ comes. So they have not happened yet. So we know that Christ is not coming tomorrow. But we need to preach the word because people are dying and going to hell. The Christian church needs to refocus itself. We are now more interested in how big our church is, in how beautiful our church buildings are, in how many uh, cars we as pastors have, the latest, the biggest, uh, those have become our concentration. All we do is to rival each other. There is so much rivalry and disunity in the church of God that one denomination doesn't talk to another. It, and it's even worse in Pentecostal circles where churches, pastors, bishops do not talk to each other. In the meantime, the Antichrist is uniting and we have all, all of pressure groups that are taking the Bible out of schools. Bibles have been taken out of the workplace. You cannot, in certain countries, mention the name of Jesus Christ because you will be sacked. Those against the church of Christ Jesus are more organized and more united and they are pushing and pushing out Christ from public places in the United States, in the United Kingdom, in the Western world. And they are pushing their agenda on us. 
So if you talk against homosexuality, then United Kingdom says he cannot give you aid because you do not accept that a man should marry a man and a woman a woman. And gradually, Christ is being pushed out. What is wrong has become right. And what is right is now wrong. And we who have the light, we who have the capacity to influence the world, the salt of the world, we are losing our taste. It is time to rise. Arise from your sleep. Take the word of God to the world. Hallelujah. Rescue the perishing. Care for the dying. Snatch them in pity and sin and the grave. Lift all the erring one. Lift up the fallen. Tell them of Jesus, the mighty to save. Rescue the perishing. Care for the dying. Jesus is merciful. Rescue the perishing. Rescue the perishing. And care for the dying. Hallelujah. You see, once upon a time, we were also like those who do not believe today. Hallelujah. We were like that ourselves. Until we got saved. Let us go to Ephesians chapter 2. And inform ourselves about what uh, we used to be. You see Ephesians chapter 2 says. And you. He made alive. Who were dead in trespasses. And sins. We were dead. In trespasses. And sins. Hallelujah. Once upon a time. You and I. Were living. In trespasses and sins. But the Bible puts it this way. That we were dead. We were dead. In trespasses and sins. But he has made us alive. Hallelujah. He has made us alive. What are trespasses? What are sins? Trespasses. Are those things. That cause us to deviate. Sins are those things that we do to disobey. We were dead. And as I said, today we are alive. We have been quickened by the spirit of God. And so we are alive. The fact that people are walking around does not mean they are alive. As far as God is concerned, they are dead. They are dead spiritually. Why is that important? Because human beings are spiritual beings. When this robe of flesh dies, our spirits, which is the real us, continues to live. So if that spirit is dead, then you are dead. The 
will be no more opportunities. Therefore, it is urgent. The call is urgent that we go out. The assignment that has been given to us is urgent. When the Bible describes somebody as dead, it means that the person is walking in sins and trespasses. Now, let's not make any mistakes about this. The fact that we have become born again is not a license to live anyhow. You see, God is a just God. By his grace, he has saved us from the kingdom of darkness into his kingdom. But then, when by his grace, he has lifted us from one kingdom, the dominion of Satan, into the kingdom of Jesus Christ, what it means is that we then live like people in the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And there are many, many places in the Bible, in the New Testament, where we are told to stop doing certain things. Once upon a time, as I was saying, we were walking, we were dead in our sins and our transgressions. For to, today, some of the people out there, they are walking in sins and trespasses. But there is hope for them. Just like we have been saved, they also can be saved. Some of them are walking in sins and trespasses unintentionally because they do not know about God and about Christ. How will they know if nobody goes to them? How will they know? They sin unintentionally. For them it is an error. It is unintentional. But there are also some who are walking willfully in sin and are transgressors. Now, whether it is intentional or unintentional, both groups or categories can be rescued. Hallelujah. Because you see, there is somebody responsible for how we once were walking in sins and trespasses. They also, there is somebody influencing them. Who is that person? That person is Satan. He is called Lucifer. Let us go to John chapter 12 verse 40 and see something that Jesus said. John chapter 12 and verse 40. John chapter 12 verse 40 tells us he has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts lest they should see with their eyes lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. There is somebody who has been opposed to the things of God from the beginning. He has deceived the world from the beginning of time and continues to drive men and to blind them and to harden their hearts against the things of God. He deceived Adam and Eve. He brought in all sorts of things to mix 
the bloodline that was to be the Messiah. He tried all kinds of things. We know about the Nephilim. We know through history how Satan has worked against the plans of God. But he cannot succeed because ultimately Jesus Christ will triumph. Today there are many people walking about. They walk, as the Bible says, according to the course of this world. As the tide moves, they move with the tide. If it is fashion, they move with the tide. Whatever it is that the world is doing, whether it is wrong, they still move with it. They follow the course of this world. They do not have the strength to resist the work of Satan. They live according to the prince of the power of this air, of the air. I'm talking from Ephesians chapter 2. People living in sin and trespasses live according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, according to the spirit that works in the children of disobedience. He has blinded their eyes. He has hardened their eyes.